It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. All right, well, today the Upfront panel consists of three. Myself, Jeff Kamas, sitting in for Roger Bouchard, Christopher J. Boulay in studio as it is Thursday morning. And uh, the third party is uh, you. When you call in, email, or just tune in and listen, you are part of the panel here on the Upfront program. We'll say good morning, Chris Boulay. Welcome to Thursday. It's going to be a, uh, a beautiful weekend ahead. So before you get started on your topics, uh, you're swinging the clubs this weekend? Oh, absolutely. I'm actually uh, heading down to uh, TPC in River Highlands in, uh, uh, in outside of Hartford to play some golf. Oh, nice one. Going to be a hot one. So uh, light colors, light colors. And uh, I say that, folks, because this is fact. Light-colored clothing uh, deflects heat more than dark-colored clothing. Which is why I wear this black sweatshirt all the time to, to bring me as much warmth as possible. People think I'm sick. No, I'm just always cold. Uh, Chris Boulay is in control of the uh, the wheel, so to speak. He'll drive the program through the world of topics. We invite you to participate as always, 7690600. Uh, if you're outside the state, this is very important, outside the state. 1-800-949-9674. That 800 number will not work now. If you are inside the state, you may receive a busy signal or uh, nothing altogether. So, again, that only works outside the state, 7690600, though. And, of course, as always, the upfront email is available, upfront at WNRI.com. So many ways for you to participate Chris, for you to participate, it's easy. All you got to do is speak into that microphone. Uh, are you uh, old enough to remember when Providence was a toll call from Woonsocket? Y- yes, vaguely. <clears throat> vaguely. We still uh, is young enough to remember the, the rotary dial phones uh-huh. with the huge handles that, that were picked off the wall. Uh, but I, I can just, just a barely remember it being a toll call. And uh, I certainly remember the toll call to Bellingham. Uh, which is right across the the, the woods there. Um, so yeah, I, I'm just pre thankfully pre Generation X, which <laughs> means a few things, Chris. Uh, means I'm not uh, not into video games. I just missed that craze, which means I can do other things in life. Uh, and I wear my pants properly, high at the waist, <laughs> with yes, Chris, a belt. <laughs> so I'm just uh, I'm just old enough, and I'm so thankful I am. I wouldn't have wanted to have been a part of a younger generation. But you're young enough to uh, be concerned where this country is going with all the stuff you've been covering today, and you and Roger have been talking about all this. Oh, absolutely! Week. It's unbelievable how things have changed so much uh, in a short time. Uh, and I'm not sure it's for the better. And uh, I'm not sure what the outcome is going to be on the other side of the rainbow. So um, I'm definitely young enough to be here to say I'm likely riding the storm out. Mm. Hopefully better days are ahead. Um, one of the topics I wanted to talk about <clears throat> excuse me, that I don't want to spend a lot of time on because it's gotten a lot of uh, publicity. But we knew, and it was the easiest prediction, and I'm joking, but we talked about it, that there would be a, a vaccine coming. And there's a small company called Pfizer that's been around for about 100 years, and they're out of New York City, and they've signed a contract with the government, and I think it's going to be $1.9 billion for 100 million um, vaccines, which, if I did the math right, is $19.50. So they're going to be starting those in December, and the government has the uh, right to get another $500 million. And the coverage was, and the agreement was, that it would cost nothing for American citizens to have. So the, pre- the president came through on his promise. And would we like it today? Yes. Um, it's unbelievable how fast this has happened. We talked about it. This virus is similar to the 2003 SARS. So these great companies had already done a lot of research. And um, so it's just a variation. But that's holding up the stock market pretty well is the fact that we're not talking years from now for a vaccine. We're talking months. And um, for the government to do that 
uh, has got to feel, feel pretty good about it. Pfizer's had a 100-year history of doing things like this. So, and there'll be other companies. We talked about that uh, many times, that it's not going to be just one company. There might be 20 companies who are coming up with a vaccine. But right now, the first one to do very well with the government is Pfizer, December. And um, so, my opinion is, is that the economy... And the stock market are holding up because we're only talking months away. Well, from the beginning, uh, we'd put them right in their timeline. Right off the back, I can remember uh, the uh, the presidential ones I was watching daily uh, for the first uh, several months um, when I got home in the evening. And uh, 18 months was the projected timeline uh, from that point uh, to uh, having the virus entering the American body. Uh, so it was about an 18-month timeline, and they're just about into that uh, in that span, figuring by the time they make it, distribute it, and implement it across the country, it would be about 18 months. So he's right on schedule. Mm-hmm. I missed that in the Governor Raimondo press conference yesterday. Yeah, it, it was funny. <clears throat> I sent you a text this morning, um, governor, governor saying, uh, don't let people make you afraid. Only I can make you afraid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, nothing will beat, Chris. Uh, uh, I was here again alone. Uh, I believe I was alone, 4th of July. I think Roger was out of town again. And I played the clip of Governor Raimondo uh, talking about distributing a 1,000 face masks to every city and town in Rhode Island for your 4th of July celebrations, only to be followed by the list of every community in the state of Rhode Island canceling their mm-hmm. 4th of July celebrations. And it led me to wonder sometimes, do they know what one hand is doing? Uh, and yesterday, uh, I did get your text this morning on Governor Mundo's press conference, but how, on one hand, Governor Mundo, by name, chastises the Trump administration uh, and classifies him as a fairmonger about reopening schools, and on the other hand, is, is thanking the federal grant money coming in for nursing homes, not naming the Trump administration on that story. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, again, so many contradictions as we move through here. But it is comforting to know there's Pfizer companies on the way with a uh, vaccine. When, when, you, when you listen to the governor, you kind of think there's a, <clears throat> there's a conspiracy going on that any Democratic leader looking for a higher office... If, God forbid, he or she says something positive about the president, they're going to be admonished and called out. And basically, you know, the, the governor, there was rumors that uh, she thought Hillary was going to get in and she was looking for a cabinet position. It's almost like if they say something positive in any way, shape or form about the Trump administration or Trump himself, they're going to basically put themselves in a situation where that, that's just not going to happen. They're going to disqualify themselves uh, for any higher off. And you can tell. And then you look at, you know, we can talk about the cities in uh, Chicago and Portland who are turning down help, but they can't control uh, their citizenship. They're, the, the president's having to protect federal property. And we can go on about that. But it just, you know, you try to keep an open mind about things and I certainly have a conservative slant. The older I get, the more conservative I get. I try to keep a balance, and maybe liberal listeners who do not call in may not feel that way, but I try to keep a balance. But one of the things we were talking about this morning in the green room was the Boston Globe. And this is just something I'm putting my foot down and just saying this is unreal. Uh, Gentleman Jack, who calls from time to time, he brought this up about two or three weeks ago, and I really didn't acknowledge it when he brought it up because I wasn't sure it was true. I thought it was too crazy to be true. So the Boston Globe is going through some changes. They've they've got an internship program. And starting in 2021, it's only open to people of color. Mm. White need not apply. So if you're a white uh, journalist and you you want to, uh, you know, have an internship at the Boston Globe, you're not welcome. And they've instructed all of their writers to go back six months and look at all of their writings and see if they put something, if they haven't covered people of color enough or if there's any bias in their reporting. And I reached out to a couple of very prominent, I won't name them, very prominent Boston Globe writers. And I said, what do you think about this, on the record or off the record? And uh, a couple of them didn't even know about it. And they were disgusted with it. Is the fact things are changing. So this new editor is coming in, and he's saying that 
you're all racist and you look at your writings and they've got to be looked at because you probably did something wrong. And by the way, if you're, if you're a budding journalism student um, and you're white, you're, you're not welcome. So I, re- I reached out. I, you know, I reached out to a couple of companies and asked for their response. Seriously, I'm not a boycotter. My job is to create capital, not destroy it. But I've reached out to a couple of companies, and they they didn't know about it, and they're looking into it. Enough's enough. There's no gray area there. It, I would be just as appalled that they said people of color, we you can't apply to these internships. It's absolutely appalling that they're going in this direction, and. Um, Again, as, as a conservative, I try to keep an open mind and see what's going on. If they're saying, hey, you know, we want to be more balanced, we want to make sure there's opportunities for everyone, and we're going to make a couple of changes here and open things up. But to actually say, we will not bring you on as an intern if you're white, that, that's, that's beyond anything I, I've seen before. And it, it, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. No, I'm not a lawyer, nor do I play one on television. But uh, one would assume that'll take about a blink of an eye to get a legal challenge in the court system. One would think. You know, I don't know if people. I haven't heard of. One. I don't know if people are going to take on the globe. Um, oh, as a matter of fact, I I put, forgot to put this in my notes. I reached out to the national ACLU for a comment. I reached out to Massachusetts for a couple of times, and I reached out to uh, Steve Brown uh, from the Rhode Island ACLU four times. I sent them three emails and actually five times. I left them two voicemails. I said, we're going to be talking about this Thursday. You've been a guest. You know who I am. And they won't touch it. And if Roger Bouchard is listening. I hope he's not. I apologize. Because <laughs> Roger would, would, would really be annoyed when I would have Steve Brown on. And um, so when you talk to Roger Bouchard about Steve Brown, you're going to get two comments. One, he's shocked that he's not a lawyer. He's probably one of the few leaders of, of, an, of a statewide ACLU who's not a lawyer, and then he's not fair. You can, you know, I would always make the case as a person trying to stay balanced that the ACLU is a necessary evil. You know, they will protect speech that maybe we don't want to hear. And they're going to go on both sides of the spectrum. And they just proved to me that they're a farce. And I invited Steve Brown to call in this morning and give his viewpoint on this. But they're only going to go one side. This this is easy to dissect for anyone, liberal, conservative. It'd be terrible if they said um, we only want white supply. Uh, to apply or but to say you can't apply I, I don't think you can make that argument and I think it's pushed beyond and there's going to be a hell of a pushback by, by uh, the silent majority all right Chris Boulay in studio we want to hear from you 7690600 the phone lines are open if you'd like to weigh in on any of the topics Chris has brought up maybe there's something on your mind we're going to step away for a commercial message we will return in a moment to the upfront program oh and don't forget folks the upfront email is open just got an email, and now Chris, I, I don't know, I don't know uh, too much about these things here, but I'm skeptical about this email that just came in here. It claims I made a withdrawal request with this email address uh, that my crypto uh, payment has been approved and is available within 24 hours. Apparently, I requested to withdraw thirty-six thousand dollars. In what's called, uh, in this time, crypto. Last time it was crypto. This one's crypto payments. Uh, and all I have to do is download and install this zip file attached to the email. <laughs> open it on the computer and I'll see the balance. I have to enter in my payment details, which I'm sure are not personal. Uh, and I will re- shortly there receive the withdrawal requested of $36,820 within 24 hours. Now, I know uh, you're not a detective, but uh, should I install this zip file and... I would not recommend it. Okay. But um, this uh, did come in uh, 7.08 this morning. It was sent to this email address, folks. So it's a warning to you. Be careful for this sort of scam. You could have this in your email box today. Do not download the zip file and do not install any uh, personal information. We'll be right back. 
Champs Liquors for Keyway, 481 Clinton Street, Woonsocket. Still on sale, Tisdale Wines from California. In six varieties, including a Pinot Grigio, Merlot, Cabernet, White Zinfandel, Chardonnay, and a Moscato. And yes, it's still two bottles for $10. Share in life's endless possibilities with Tisdale Vineyards of California. Quality wine. And we continue the best price in town on Bud and Bud Light. 30-pack, $25.50 plus tax. Champs Liquors for Keyway, Clinton Street, Woonsocket. Champs Liquors now offers in-store shopping. Come on in and browse around. You're welcomed. Social distancing observed at Champs Liquors. And remember, if you have a question, call us at 765-1800 and we'll cheerfully answer any question you have about beer, wine, and liquors. Champs Liquors or Keyway, Woonsocket. Inside dining, outside dining, or your favorite pickup order to go from Grumpy's Restaurant, Bellingham. Open seven days a week with a great luncheon menu and a full menu from burgers to steaks to seafood to our Italian dishes and our tasty pizzas. One of the best menus in the area. Hungry tonight or today? Come on in today and enjoy the friendly service, reasonable prices, and great food at Grumpy's. Call ahead for pickup order or place a reservation to dine in at 508-883-0101. Grumpy's, 190 Pulaski Boulevard, Bellingham, Massachusetts. Grubhub delivery also available. Inside dining, outside dining, or your favorite pickup order to go from Grumpy's Restaurant, Bellingham. Open seven days a week with a great luncheon menu and a full menu from burgers to steaks to seafood to our Italian dishes and our tasty pizzas. One of the best menus in the area. Hungry tonight or today? Come on in today and enjoy the friendly service, reasonable prices, and great food at Grumpy's. Call ahead for pickup order or place a reservation to dine in at 508-883-0101. Grumpy's, 190 Pulaski Boulevard, Bellingham, Massachusetts. Grubhub delivery also available. Wright's Bakery and Dairy Farm announces, while we have paused in-store shopping for now, we have curbside pickup daily during our regular business hours, Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., and Sundays, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Milk, cream, eggs, cheese, bread, ice cream, cakes, and more than 70 of your favorite bakery items are available every day for pickup. There are three ways to order. One by phone, call the farm at 401-767-3014 extension 4 to place your order. Pay by credit card and select a pickup day and time. Two, on site. Order from your car, online or over the phone. Wait in your vehicle while our team in real time fills your order. Wait times may vary. And number three, to view our current menu and place an order online or to view frequently asked questions, go to rightsdairyfarm.com. Stay safe while we work through these unusual times. This message from Wright's Bakery and Dairy Farm, North Smithfield. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. All right, this is the Upfront program. Uh, boy, some of the conversation that happens during the commercial break uh, is as exhilarating as what happens uh, before the commercial break. Uh, we do have somebody on our live line, Chris, waiting to speak with you. So if you don't mind, we'll go to the phones and say uh, good morning. You're on the air with Chris Boulay. Um, Good morning. I should like to make a couple comments, please. Sure, good sure. morning. Um, this is very disturbing about the Boston Globe. This is extremely bad because... It's one of the last major regional papers that was credible. And now with this um, policy about only people who are African-American need apply, I remember signs about no Irish need apply and the, what have you. And I, I think that it's, it's really setting an agenda uh, to the paper that I don't think a major regional paper should have that kind of agenda. I think they should have the agenda of speaking news, spreading truth, real news, not propaganda. And I'm not saying that um, there shouldn't be um, African-American or other people of color interns, or, but I think you should be given that position on the basis of merit. And to say that you get a 
a job on the basis of your skin color of which you have no control is rather demeaning to your intellectual merit. And I think it's, it's terrible racism. And before somebody tries to twist around what I'm saying is that I'm a racist, I happen to have African-American relatives. So I just want you to know this, everyone, so I'm not being a racist. I'm just speaking the truth. No, it, it, it's, it's interesting because the globe has already, already, always had an agenda, but they haven't been so overt. You know, like, like I said, um, the, the Globe has had some writers there for, for 30, 40 years, and, and I've, you know, interacted with them over the years, and I reached out to a couple of them, and they, they didn't know about the policy. They were, they were appalled about it, and they don't want to go publicly talking about it, which is which is kind of ironic because they're the ones who look for anonymous sources, but uh, they, they're appalled. Uh, and people are making things out of nothing. I, w- I was at Fleming's on, on Friday night, and we noticed that there were actually more interracial couples than there were same-race couples. I mean, th- we've come a long way, and for people not to recognize that is, is, is wrong. People who keep stirring the pot under the guise of racism aren't really realizing that the majority of Americans are not racist. They want to stir the pot to create crisis to foment things to get their own agenda passed or approved or implemented. And honestly, if I had a subscription to the Globe, I would not renew it at this stage because of this policy. And, you know, why don't we just change um, the Boston Globe to the Boston Pravda? Why don't we just change the Providence Journal to Providence Pravda? That's a good ring to it, doesn't it? (laughs) So, anyway, have a good day. Thank you, gentlemen. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Always interesting to hear from Chuck. Always interesting to get a call on the line because we never know what uh, what the comments are going to be when we push this lit up button down. You ready for another call, Chris? All right, we'll go back to the phone lines. Good morning. You're on the air with Chris Boulay. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Chris, um, in light of uh, uh, what's going on today and the potential for uh, upcoming uh, elections, showing that uh, people with uh, assets and monies are going to be uh, hunted down all over the world for their holdings to be taxed. In light of that, Chris, uh, what can the average uh, citizen today that has uh, uh, some money uh, that they've accumulated over their lifetime, uh, what, would, what would be a safe place uh, in light of these uh, things that are coming up, uh, to put your money today, besides banks and the stock market. Any other havens that you would recommend? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would put my money behind Republican candidates. Um, okay, very good answer. You know, it, it's it's the only thing that's keeping these things. Like you think about Elizabeth Warren, she wanted a wealth tax, so you were going to have to do a balance sheet at you know, assuming it be twelve thirty one, and then they would tax you on your wealth. And then where does it stop? Stop. You know, the income tax was supposed to be temporary, nineteen thirteen. Now we have situations where people in California have an effective tax rate of sixty five percent. They make ten million dollars and six and a half million dollars if it ends up going to the governments. So it, it, it's outrageous. The seriously, the the only thing that you can really do is let people know that nobody is voting for Joe Biden. They have, in my opinion, they are voting against Donald Trump. And if he was a little bit more polished, more like Reagan, he'd take 75% of the vote. It's really the Democrats who, who want this, and you've got to see through the agenda. I've apologized um, indirectly 20 times on this station. We've known Gina Raimondo since she was running for treasurer. Never saw that coming. You know, certainly we see it with Seth Magazina. You know, he's going to have a, he's probably going to be our next governor. He's got a social agenda. I, I don't know if it's going to be as extreme as, as Gina. But seriously, we're in, we're in a... We're, we're in a cashless society, by and large. Your assets are all in a brokerage or something. There's not much you can do. If, if you're concerned, yeah, you, if you're concerned, talk to your financial advisor. Maybe you change your your allocation. And even that's difficult. I remember vividly in 2016 that you know, and I stayed up to watch the election results in November, and the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 800 points because the wrong person had won. 
i.e. Donald Trump. And then by the end of the day, people like, oh, my God, a business person is actually going to be running the country. Maybe things are going to change. So the Dow was up 185 points at the end of the day, and then we know how it did. So for, yeah. for, for me, make sure you show up in elections, which is tough. If, um, I'm assuming you live in Rhode Island. Sure. Uh, I mean, our, 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 our uh, vote's not going to matter. Biden's going to take uh, Rhode Island by 65% of the vote. But for, for me, I've got this little forum every Thursday. Unfortunately, you can't get any liberals to call and debate us. But I'm letting people know is that your concern is a valid concern if it wasn't in check by the Senate. Um, we, we have some outrageous stuff going on. And what you can do is... You know, talk to your advisor and say, geez, do I change my allocation? Do I do different things? But, this, you know, to, for me to give generic advice uh, over the radio I, doesn't make any sense. But, but I'm seriously, uh, so yeah. support the Republican I candidates understand. and show up and support I, them. I understand. Uh, I've, I've talked to some people, uh, and uh, their recommendation is to uh, uh, take your money, uh, take a third of your money from the banks, put it in cryo back. Cryovac bags and bury it in your yard with a lead covering over it. <laughs> I, said, I said, what do you mean? They said, well, with the lead covering, they can't uh, use uh, equipment to see where the money's buried. I said, oh my gosh! I, 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 I had a, you know, and, you, and, and so the answer is the the smart Alec answer from a financial advisor is supposed to be, what about the time value of money? I, I recently uh, had met a new client who showed me a CD offered from a local bank, zero point zero percent. So you're not losing much in time value of money, but it's very difficult. Everything's on paper. Every rich person that you can name who's, who's worth, you know, $50 million, every, everything's traceable. Leave me out you know? of it, Chris. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to be too personal, Jeff. <laughs> um, you, 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 do what, you do what you can, but you've got to – this is what I'll leave you with. Okay, here it is. So you're in October. Are you going to be mad – and this is a generic rhetorical question, Mr. Mr. Mrs. Client – are you going to be more upset that you missed an upswing if Donald Trump possibly gets reelected and the market goes up, you know, whatever? Or are you going to be more concerned and upset if you leave it in the market and the Democrats get in and we, and we get whacked? I think that's the conventional wisdom, and that's what you have to ask yourself as an individual. Are you going to be more upset by missing the upside or more upset by taking the downside? And those are very personal questions to yourself. All right. And, and one, other, one other quick thing, Chris. Sure. Do you think our, our uh, American dollar bill is going to be converted into some kind of uh, world economic currency? Not, not, not if the Republicans get back in. Certainly, there's a there's a feeling of globalism by the, by the Democrats, and you can argue that point and stuff. And I know we talked about this before. Ninety eight percent of all trade in the world is settled with U.S. dollars. The U.S. dollar is by far the strongest recognized currency. What happens when there's issues in the world? The U.S. dollar goes up because people buy U.S. dollars when there's no issue in the world, the U.S. dollar can actually go down. So to, to answer your question, no. As long as we, we maintain our military and maintain our way of life, I think the United States of America could be the leader in the world for the next hundred years. One other quick thing, Chris. Wait a minute. You said that last <laughs> time. Uh, this is it. Are my fingers moving towards the button? Make your point. <laughs> uh, one other quick thing. Um, uh, oh, I forgot my thought. I'll, I'll save it for another day. Okay, call us again. Thanks for the call. You have a good day. Thanks okay, for your time, guys. sir. Just kidding, you. All right. Uh, just kidding. Yeah, I have a, a relative like that. Uh, before I let you go, before I let you go, before I let you go, <laughs> next thing you know, you're on the phone another hour. <laughs> um, Chris Boulay's in studio. Uh, just a little levity there, though, gentle, uh, sir. Uh, no no offense intended, certainly. Uh, you can give us a call, 769-0600. And remind you, if you are unable to call, the email is operating with Upfront, upfront at WNRI.com. We have just about another 23 minutes left of the program, so plenty of time for you to participate. Chris, we're going to step away for a commercial message. We'll be right back, okay?
The Roast House is open seven days a week and our hours are 11.30 a.m. to 9 p.m. And we're featuring outside dining and inside dining and, of course, takeout. To make a reservation to dine or to place an order at the Roast House, call 508-883-7700. And check our menu on the Internet for theroasthouse.com. Thank you for your support during this period of transition. The Roast House, Palm Street, Blackstone. We welcome back old and new customers for inside and outside dining. Are you thinking about opening a business or expanding your existing business? Do you need a building to rent or purchase? Call one of the best commercial realtors around who has helped over 30 businesses start up or grow in our community. Contact Garrett Mansuri at Gateway Realty who can help you find that place that works for you. His phone number is 401-651-1519 and start your search today. There's plenty of office, retail, manufacturing, industrial or vacant land properties out there on the market. And Garrett Mansuri can find it for you. This phone number again is 401-651-1519. So give him a call today. Phase one, phase two, phase three may mean very little to you unless you're in the restaurant business, but it's been a big deal for us at Kay's Restaurant as each phase limited our ability to serve and see you. But here in the month of July, we're up to 66% capacity inside, and we've developed a beautiful outside dining area, too. So what's your pleasure this month? Inside dining? Outside dining? Or just old-fashioned takeout? We're ready to serve you at K's. And the newly remodeled Lodge Pub in Lincoln is now serving customers inside and out. You know, there are a lot of great dining experiences here in the Woonsocket area. But we hope you'll come to see us soon at K's, 1013 Cass Avenue. Call 762-9675 to make a reservation or place a takeout order. What's popular now? Mozzarella Capri Salad, said Ahi Tuna, and Caesar Salad with Homemade Caesar Dressing. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And the panel consists of Chris Boulay and you. So get on those phone lines. They are both available, 7690600. Remember, you can always email the Upfront program if you'd like to comment on an item brought up. Or maybe you have a question for Chris. We'll take your email at upfront at WNRI.com. And uh, Roger Bouchard away today. He'll be returning uh, really to the Upfront program Tuesday, but he'll be joining me on Daybreak on Monday morning. Uh, tomorrow we will be joined, just a program reminder, by Bob Martin, Real Estate Question of the Week, and uh, John Breen for his uh, weekly paid campaign spot on the Upfront program. Meanwhile, today we have about 20 more minutes with Chris Boulay to see what's on his mind. Well, we've got so many topics, but uh, mentioning John Breen uh, for his paid um, time tomorrow, um, the front page of Masaka Call, Lisa Bodelli Hunt formally announces her re-election bid. And uh, I know eventually you'll probably end up uh, handling the debate, which would be very, very interesting. Your, your thoughts, I know you follow local mm-hmm. politics as much as I do. My thoughts on the forum, my thoughts on the election, my thoughts, okay, on the race. Uh, First of all, I think it's going to be a little bit, um, we're lucky it's a presidential. I'll just say that. Uh, Because with looking at the the school committee, lack of a race, Mm -hmm. we have candidates with no race. Uh, I had that discussion with somebody yesterday, Paul Barger's on, he's a candidate. I'm like, so what? (laughs) <laughs> All five are getting in. So they thought about that for equal time? Yeah. So th- there's no issue because there's five candidates and five everybody's positions. Everybody's getting in. Gotcha. I mean, yeah. They talk about mountains out of molehills. <laughs> I mean, who's who's going to get left out? It mm-hmm. don't matter if you're a top vote getter or a last vote getter. You're in is in. Um, the city council, it doesn't seem to be as much heat. Uh, in there. Of course, no primary there as well. Um, and I think uh, the writing's on the wall there. I think there'll be little change other than the vacated seats on that committee. Um, and that includes Alex Kithis. I do not see him going away after the election. Um, and then the mayoral race. Oh, we're out of time. 
Uh, one of the one of the. Do you want a punt? Uh, no, 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 no. Um, because I've addressed this issue, uh, I will never uh, handicap the mayoral race. I will never advise people who to vote for due to my position as the moderator. Neutrality has been my key to moderate success, if you will, uh, through these events. Tremendous uh, success. I don't view my role to tell people, and it's no difference on anybody else, but being a moderator, I'm very careful not to tell people who to vote for. I am there to present opportunity for the people to hear the statements, for them to decide who to vote for. Um, I think it's going to be a good race. Uh, be honest with you, I cannot remember the be- the last great race. I don't know if I ever witnessed a great race for mayor. Um, my cutting of my teeth was under Susan Minard. Um, other than her first election bid, uh, there was never really a race. No offense to Mr. Todd Brian. Um, but those elections were close. Uh, we've seen it uh, now with uh, Leo and Lisa the first time. It wasn't close. We've seen it with uh, Lisa and Roger Gillette, Lisa and Albert Brian. Um, Albert may have been the closest one I've ever seen. Uh, so it's, I, 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 uh, to call that uh, during, and uh, you used the word conventional wisdom. Conventional wisdom tells you two things. Normally, communities rally behind their leadership during times of crisis. So we're just the fact that we've been through this coronavirus crisis would tend to lean an advantage to any incumbent. Because by nature, we rally behind our leaders. Gina Raimondo was pulling approval ratings in the 30s up until coronavirus. A week later, she's 82% approval. Proof's in the pudding. Mm-hmm. President Bush after 9-11. Proof's in the pudding, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Don't waste a good crisis. But these are two people I've watched very closely over the past 20-some-odd years. Uh, and I think back to the forum at Chan's I did. When Lisa was challenged by Mike Morin for the first time, John Brian, a state rep at the time, was uh, challenged by Rep Casey now. But uh, they both were uh, up on that stage with their opponents. And the union came at them hard for 38 studios. And the two of them had to really unite on that stage that night to work through that 38 Studios issue. It was viable for both of them mm-hmm. in that race. And when I think of those times uh, where they were closer than they were distant, combine that with I think their politics aren't as different as we think they are on their views. It's more of execution perhaps than than premise. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be an interesting race, but I've never seen two candidates probably know each other as well as Lisa and John. I look forward to the opportunity. I always view it as an extreme honor to moderate a debate, not only in Woonsocket, Chris, but Bristol County, Massachusetts. I've done governor debates. I've done uh, district attorney debates. I've done the locals. Blackstone just brought me in for a form of selectmen. Uh, I have probably done over 30 communities uh, debates over 25 years, and it's always an honor to be invited to be uh, put in such a crucial position, and we only hope to do it justice. Well, you think I was running. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That, that was uh, very, very down the middle, and, and it made a lot of sense. I, I think it's going to be very interesting. <clears throat> I think the proponents of uh, Lisa and Lisa herself and even the opponents, if you're fair-minded, it's hard to make a case that she's done a bad job. You know, the you know, things have gotten done, and I think the key will be, um, you know, the vision for the future, uh, for the city in the future. Do we want to be get off of... Uh, municipal welfare? Do we want to be not labeled as a distressed community? And can we make more progress? And I think that's going to be a real big issue because I also see Lisa a lot like Obama. You know, the country didn't move forward for eight years with under Obama. It was a caretaker. You know, we've We've had an improved economy, so we haven't had to raise taxes. We've actually had a bigger tax base grow under any would have been growing on anyone. So, do you want to make that leap? And there's there's risk to making that leap as well. You know, you think about it, and you know, Lisa responded to me. I was very concerned about. And I'm going to make you know to agree your point. How much differences are there? You think about Alorza, how he stood down and let the rioters trash Providence Place Mall mm. and everything that they did. And you can rest assured under either Lisa or John that that wouldn't have happened. You know, people say, oh, geez, I hate Rhode Island and I, I want to move away. Well, you want to move to Seattle? 
You want to move to Chicago? You want to move to Portland? I mean, there are other places out there that are so outrageous and um, so poorly run. And then, and then you go to Providence. You want to pay twenty five, thirty thousand dollars of uh, real estate tax on the east side to, to get that kind of terrible service that you're getting from Alorza. So it's not always a given that you're going to have great uh, leadership. So the one thing I can't agree on, both of them would, would do their best to protect uh, sure. the community as opposed to you know, what we've seen. Which makes Woonsocket very fortunate that you do have multiple candidates that are, are, are really generated by Woonsocket and deeply care about Woonsocket. And no matter the outcome, it's a win for the, uh, for the community to have such uh, good candidates. Uh, ready for the phones? Absolutely. And after a local discussion in an election year, Chris, this button push could go either way. <laughs> maybe we roasted, maybe we not. Let's see what happens. Uh, we punch this in, flip that, and say good morning. You're on the air with Chris Boulay. Good morning, Chris and Jeff. Good morning. Good morning. I'll try to be very quick. First of all, I'm really looking forward to your music program this oh, we, morning, we got, we got a good one coming today. That's I, all I'm I, are you talking to me or Jeff? Yeah, your music show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, did you have a chance to uh, look up that song, The Rhode Island Redhead from Pawtucket? No. <laughs> Oh, no, but I did find, uh, and I forgot all about it this morning, and, uh, well, darn it all, I don't see here. I, I did find a song called That Girl from Woonsocket. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. yeah, I had Because I thought uh, you could change that other one to Rhode Island Redhead from Woonsocket. No, yeah, and yeah. I'll leave you with, with two lines of a song, Jeff. Nothing could be finer than to be in Carolina. In the morning. In the morning. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little joke between you and I. Have a good day, Jeff. You, you too. Chris. Take care, Bye-bye. Thanks uh, for calling. She's referencing the Music Memory Sing-Along coming up 10.05 this morning. Something you can uh, have on your headphones if you're on the golf course today. <laughs> Absolutely. It's going to definitely slow down my swing. It uh, it's going to improve my tempo. There's no question. <laughs> no, that's for sure. She's a fan of the program. We're glad she But I did find a song called That Girl from Woonsocket. And he bought her some jewelry, and she knew how to lock it. And he just oh. kind of goes through rhyming. Uh, I had it uh, somewhere. I don't know where it happened. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll spin that at some point in time. Uh, we have a few more minutes here with Chris Boulay. Your calls and conversation are always the forefront of the Upfront program. And you can email Upfront at WNRI.com. Chris, you have another uh, 10 minutes, though, so we can definitely break some more ground here on the program. Yeah, I sent you something this morning, and the link doesn't go to where I expect it to go, but I've got it memorized. And talking uh, a couple calls ago, the gentleman uh, was... Well, I just emailed you a story, too. Okay. On uh, Cicilline. Oh, okay. Uh, So that was a reply. Oh, gotcha. Okay, no wonder. Yeah. Um, So it says, uh, Missouri AG files to dismiss charges against the McCluskeys. I won't stand by while Missouri law is being ignored. So this was a couple couple of weeks ago who lived in a private uh, area and near the mayor of St. Louis, and a mob came in and threatened them. We we're going to kill their dog and their, his wife and, and, and ruin the property and what have you. So he stood on his porch, basically it's a mansion, but stood on the porch with a gun and said, leave, this is private property, leave us alone. So um, Kim Gardner, who's the circuit AG in St. Louis, who's, who's a real nut job, you can go back and you can Google her and the stuff that and the issues that she's she's coming against. No protesters were charged, but the McCluskeys were charged by brandishing guns. So nobody nobody was charged with destroying their gate at the entrance of their property. Nope, nobody nobody was charged, and they were charged by a, my consider a rogue uh, uh, a district attorney. And you know we could go on and on. I talked about this last week, a week before. I didn't want to ambush Peter Narona, so it would be very easy for him to pass on issues that are outside Rhode Island. I really didn't want him to do that, but he did anyway. I did let his media people know that 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 um, question was coming. And how would he handle it? And, you know, you can judge yourself if you're listening in how he handled it. But we've got the, the attorney general of Missouri said, um, no, you can't do that. We're going to drop the charges. This is ridiculous. You've got law-abiding citizens, and you don't let the criminals get away with it. And behind that, you've got a Republican governor of Missouri. He said, I'll pardon them. What, what are you, crazy? You know, what, what's going on here? And then you've got a president of the United States 
saying, no, that's not correct. We, we watched it. We know what's going on. We've heard from them that you're, you're basically using the law to benefit the criminals and go against law-abiding citizens. So going back to the call a couple of uh, calls ago talking about, you know, on the national level, Republicans and Democrats, um, if you had a Democratic um, AG and a Democratic um, governor and a Democratic president, things could turn out very, very differently for those people. And those people are very wealthy. They're both personal injury attorneys. They're very successful. They give a multitude of money, uh, I should say, a lot of money to multitude of causes. You know, Black Lives Matter. They, they support um, scholarships for inner city kids. I mean, they're defending their property. And I think it's a big issue for us to focus on and say, what the hell is going on here? Why are we hiring these leaders to lead us down this path? Just like Lightfoot out of Chicago. You know, 16 people shot at one time, 70, 80 people shot on a weekend, and this individual's pushing back against getting any help from the government, where our people are screaming, saying it's turning into uh, Iraq. Kids are dying. I mean, it, you can bring it even locally on the gun discussion to, to, to Boston, um, and I don't know if it's, uh, if it's tied into these premises, so little has been said, but there was at least uh, four teenagers this week up in the uh, Boston area that were shot and killed. Uh, one of the terrible stories of the young lady down in, was it Georgia, who was with her mom in, an, in a caravan going to Wendy's in uh, a mob of protesters opened fire on the van and, and killed the eight-year-old kid in the car. Um, so there's some crazy things happening in the world. The story you're talking about was that the uh, gentleman with the uh, with the assault rifle mm-hmm. and the and the lady who should never have been holding a firearm. Right. I, I, I think I, I think her I, I think her choices were minimized at that time. Yeah. But yeah we talked uh, about it. she didn't look like she could, she could handle. Well, she would have hurt herself yeah. if she pulled that trigger but, if it was loaded. Right. Hopefully the husband didn't. He said, "Here, honey, just take this one." <laughs> And it wasn't loaded. Uh, he looked like he had an idea of what he was doing. Uh, but uh, she, she would have hurt herself had she pulled the trigger on that one. Uh, but it, the, the, the premise that stuck in my mind, I just want to make sure I understand this, because uh, this was a gated uh, property, mm-hmm. if you will. Private road. Private, private road. Yep. And uh, the, the, the image I saw of the broken gateway where they gained access is not a crime. Well, according to Kim Gardner, nobody has been prosecuted. Okay. The only people in that incident that were prosecuted with a felony, you know, not a misdemeanor, a felony that they could go to jail for years for if convicted, were the McCloskeys who defended their property. Didn't fire the gun, just said, this is private property, leave. Yeah. While the crowd were threatening them with, with personal harm, burning down their house, killing their dog, killing their wife. The threshold that I heard was the pointing at the person. The gentleman in the footage that I'm recalling in my mind, I didn't see him. He had the barrel off to the side. I didn't see him pointed at an individual Mm -hmm. in the roadway. Even when he was walking towards the road, he had the barrel off to the side. She was pointing and she was waving the gun like it's her finger at Mm -hmm. people. Uh, So... uh, I didn't recall seeing him actually, you know, aim, ready to aim fire at an individual, but I may have been mistaken on that. But I thought the legal, the legal point being made, and Tim Dodd spoke on it uh, last week, was that uh, merely pointing a weapon at an individual with the suggestion of I could shoot you could be a prosecutable crime, crime, uh, crime yeah. uh, as opposed to Tim Dodd's uh, m- memory from the DePetro show, but I didn't remember him doing that yeah. in the footage. But but, but anyone want to take their place and, and figure out what they would have done with a crowd of scores and scores of people threatening your household and threatening your family? Um, you know, it, it, to, to me, it's just something to focus on, and it's a stark difference between the uh, the, the crazy some of the crazy Democrats and some of the um, uh, you know and, and the Republicans in terms of uh, law and order. What do you think the chances are this could be Bob on the phone? Let's find out, Chris. Uh, good morning. You're on the air with uh, Chris Boulay. Okay. No, it's not Bob. Like, you yeah. don't sound like a Bob. <laughs> oh, maybe I, I maybe I cut some in line. I don't. No, but do whenever that. we bring up a gun topic, I always get a call from Bob. Well, anyway, I think this is all nonsense. That those people 
see, what they do is, oh, they had a big house. It doesn't matter whether it was a big house or a small house. You have a right to defend yourself. If it's private property, which it was, they broke down the gate. I don't care how he was holding the gun. I don't care how she was holding the gun. That's all a smoke screen. The the uh, circuit district. The problem with her. how she was holding the gun is she could have shot herself in the head if well, she pulled the trigger. That's, so that's, that's the her, point on that one. That's her, that's her problem. But I mean, she was she was holding a little revolver out in front of her. I mean, that's all I saw. I didn't see her at any point holding it in a way but i mean i don't know i don't look at things on youtube or whatever <clears throat> but uh, where did you see it on uh, television oh, okay they, i mean for days they've been playing this stuff for days oh. on fox news my point is these people were that kim gardner was someone who 70 percent of her uh campaign funds comes from george soros that, and, and we have been trying to let people know who George Soros is and what his plan for America is. And that, to me, for me, that's the most important thing. Those people did nothing wrong, in my, in my opinion. And I would do the same. So stay off my property. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you. As, as we wrap up here, you sent me a... Uh uh, an article. It says the head of hearing with big tech CEO Cicilline says the Biden presidency will lead to regulation next year. So basically Cicilline's commented that if Biden was to get in, there'd be new regulation on the top tech companies, you know, Google, Facebook, what have you. But um, it's not in here. I read it quickly. But I think Cicilline may be going in this direction here. I think Cicilline is disqualified to make these comments because he has shaken down all of these tech companies. He's gotten in, He's made comments threatening them with regulation. And then all of a sudden he's received a lot of donations from them to basically, in my opinion, buy him off. And so you now he's making additional comments about this and they're just going to you know to give him the the maximum is, is, is small potatoes when you're protecting a, a large company so the, the you know you can make your own conclusions he makes the statements you looked on his public election forms and then those companies are having to donate to him i don't i don't agree that he has the moral standing to make these comments well, he doesn't have the moral standing to make the comments he also doesn't have the economic standing to make the comments on on any industry or any economic uh, downfall when you look how he left providence before he became a congressman we all forget about the apology tour upon being elected by uh, sticking it to the taxpayers of providence uh, uh, memory is a is a subjective thing apparently mm. Uh, Chris, uh, <laughs> where did that come from? Chris, thanks for your time today. My, my pleasure. Uh, have a great weekend. Enjoy the heat. And uh, we have more programming coming your way. 10.05 this morning. Music memories. Sing along here on WNRI. Stay tuned. And John DiPietro, 11 to 2.